1: here with the amazing eric artel and hopefully sue can stick around as well because i might need my partners to answer questions that i don't know all the details on how to do short form video but the one thing if if there's one thing that i can help you with is why and how and how to do short form video more from a big picture perspective because what i found in social media for years is i wanted to understand every detail about every platform, and I wanted to be on every platform, and I took every course, and I wanted to learn from everybody, and I tried to figure out strategies and processes for social media, and all that is extremely good when you know when and what to implement first, right? And then the, the question is, is when? How do you know? Like, what course is better? What platform is better? Should I do IG Real? Should I do IGTV? Should I do TikTok? Should I do TikTok and Real? Should I do this or that? All those kind of questions and about a thousand more swimming in my head, my ADD head, along with running a business and a family, the the biggest question is, how do you freaking get some traction? How do you actually get this thing going? How do you grow finally? Because here's what I will tell you, and I'm going to answer that question shortly, and then I hope Sue and Eric is here as my co-partners because they're so good, and I'm so blessed that they're here right now, to help you take your game, take your I call it real estate your content is real estate how do, you, how do you take that to the next level the one thing that i that i'm finally realizing every single week i realize something about where we're at right now in this world is that i believe strongly we're gonna look back in 10 years from now you're gonna look back all of you 20 years from now for sure we're gonna look back and go holy crap remember 2021 22 remember when we could just post videos and have a really good chance of getting hundreds, not a thousands, some of us tens of thousands of views like Eric and, and some of you that will be able to do that. Remember when we were really able to get our real estate out there, our content out there and get some great views. I'm telling you, we're in a gold rush right now. We are in a literal 21st century, 2021 gold rush. And some of you are still sprinkling your content. Some of you aren't even posting content. And some of you are posting it and then you, you like, ah, oh, crap, it didn't work. And then the emotion kicks in or the fear or the doubt or the whatever. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to stop for a second. And, I, and then you start getting into perfection mode. And again, I'm not saying every one of you. I'm more speaking to myself of how I was over and over and how I see so many of my friends over and over. So here's what I've learned about life and business and marriage and short form video and pretty much anything you want to become great at. All you are is you're an ingredient gatherer. Like in jujitsu, I do jujitsu now. And it it is this, like, I am bigger, stronger. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an ex high level wrestler from Ohio. And when I do jujitsu with certain people that are my weight and they may not be as strong as me, they may not be as fast as me, they may not be as experienced in wrestling as me, But because they know more ingredients about the intricacies i don't even know if that's the right word more more of the the moves they spent years upon years of knowing the art form of jujitsu they kick my butt no matter how fast i am no matter how big i am no matter how much good how good i am at cardio they're better at me because they know more ingredients over a longer period of time when it comes to jujitsu and no matter what i do i don't know that what i don't know that i don't know and I'm at a disadvantage because of the leverage and the skill and the little micro ingredients that they've learned. Short form video is a lot of micro ingredients coming together. And a lot of you, like we, you know, when you look at my TikToks, it looks like, oh, it just looks like stupid TikToks, right? It does, (laughs) it does, but they're ingredients that I've learned over time, like how to create great hooks copywriting like i I never knew that the cop the one literally one time it went through a boring painful copywriting course 10 15 years ago would come into play today as an ingredient that is actually one of the most important ingredients to understand the psychology of what to put in the title how to tell the story when it comes across the screen what to think, how to think. If you, don't, if you don't learn a little bit about the psychology of what people will click and what they won't click, then again, you won't be as strategic with that one ingredient. That one ingredient could take your views from where they're at to increasing it by 1% or 2% or 5% or maybe, maybe it's a viral, maybe it's that you're one ingredient away Maybe it's copywriting. Maybe it's, and another is another word that people use here in this app called hooks. Hooks are a way to capture attention. You know, my you may have heard this, but I left my wife. I, I My favorite new hook that I did on a content piece, and my daughter just walked by, and she's like probably wondering what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> I left my wife for the first time in 24 years, literally. I went to Costa Rica on my own for a week, looking at properties, kind of chilling mountain, biking jujitsu, just doing a guy thing for an entire week. It was the hardest week of my life because I've never been away from my wife and I freaking love me with my wife 24 seven. But I left her for a week. Now, I did a, I did a post on that that went nuts because people are curious why I actually left my wife. Now, obviously it was only for a week, but that's a hook, right? That's an ingredient that, and that's one ingredient of maybe, and I don't want to scare you, 15 that you need. Maybe it's 50 that you need, 50 different ingredients. And the way that you gather ingredients and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on this really quickly and then we're going to open up for some conversations for some questions to go deeper. But the way that you gather ingredients and we're talking TikTok specifically or short form video today, and this is something you got to be hungry for ingredients like you got to be hungry for ingredients. And I know you're like, oh, come on, give me the give me the like the plan. This is the plan, because if you're not extremely hungry and I'm going to back it up with another word extremely intentional you will gloss over what sometimes sue zimmerman will say to you or eric artell will say to you like you'll hear it but sometimes it's going too fast you like that one thing that, that that went that she said really fast was the one thing you need to reach through that clubhouse phone of yours that you're listening to right now and rip that ingredient out for yourself put it in your head put it on paper and go okay sue said to do this with hashtags or this with this that's an ingredient that you will need, that you might need for the future that you got to start gathering these ingredients and start most importantly implementing. So you got to be extremely intentional and hungry to listen to ingredients. I'll, I'll give one more quick example. I have four beautiful, I was gonna say teenage daughters, but <laughs> actually I've got, oh my gosh, I only got one teenage daughter left. Holy cow, mold! Holy cow, I got four daughters. Uh, two that's 21, 21 and one is 18. So one teenage daughter now but i wish i can go back and be extremely humble more humble more intentional more hungry at how the heck do you raise kids like what are people that have raised kids and, go- and gone through maybe raising grandkids now they're in their like 60s and 70s now that wrote a book on how to raise kids that seems like it would have been a good book for me to read at how to raise preteens and then teens and then you know so now know i would be a lot better as a dad but i just kind of winged it right how many of you are winging short form video right there is an art form to jujitsu there's an art form to raising kids and i'm telling you right now there's an art form that you can learn to be better at now with all that said the number one ingredient number one by far with all that said because some of you that may be like okay well i better learn these ingredients yes but the best way to learn short form video and these ingredients is on the fly, which means you're learning while you're taking off in a jet going 500 miles an hour through the sky. You're listening, but you're still moving, meaning you're still taking massive action, meaning you're posting minimum once per day on short form video. And if you don't do a short form video, you gotta learn how to do it from an expert, one of the top wealthiest, most successful communicators on our planet right now. One of the most successful comedians of all time right now, Kevin Hart. You need to go to Kevin Hart's first TikToks. And if you don't start doing TikToks, you need to do Kevin Hart style TikToks. And some of you may be saying, Oh my gosh, well, he's Kevin Hart. I can't do TikToks like Kevin Hart. Trust me, you can't. <laughs> if you go back and look at his first TikToks, he would literally grab the camera and go, Okay, TikTok this is a TikTok. I'm about to do a TikTok, right? um anyways and i'm not saying it'll work i'm not saying it'll be a good tiktok but things in motion stay in motion and i'm going to you know i remember hearing glenn talk about this last week and things at rest stay at rest but i was thinking about what glenn said the other day and i know that's not a quote from glenn it's a quote from some other smart super duper person i don't know who it is you might I'm sure you know who it is but things in rest don't stay at rest because if you are not growing continuously you won't stay at a plateau, you won't stay at an equal state, you will actually start retracting and going backward. And for my own brain, for my own brain, when I think about when I'm not moving forward with my workouts, with my relationships, with my so- short form video, with my TikToks, with Clubhouse, you, you you literally, for me, I think of it as decaying, you're literally dying, you're going backwards. I'm learning from a man right now named Dennis Waitley, he's 88 years old. And the most shocking thing about him he's the one that wrote the book the psychology of winning uh one of the top best-selling all-time books in the world and then he just wrote the new one the new psychology of winning and i've got the opportunity to get to meet him as a friend and connect with him here locally in san diego and interview him two or three times now in the last few months and and uh, what's really interesting about him is he's he's kind of being very transparent about all the mistakes he's made as one of the top speaker leader trainers in the world He's spoken in front of President Reagan and the Olympic athletes. And he said the number one mistake, one of the number one mistakes uh, that he made, of course, is not spending time with his family. But also what I'm seeing him do at 88 years old is pressing into growth, pressing into leadership, pressing into being a better communicator, pressing into being the best that he can be at 88. When you think most people at his age, even in their 60s and 50s and 70s for sure, you know they're thinking more like chill time but it's just it's interesting to see him wanting to gather more ingredients in life all right so what i want to do right now
2: well, is hey, just challenge uh, real quick can i throw in a, an assist because you were asking about who who said that quote this is bernita speaking
1: oh yeah go for it bernita <laughs> who threw in that who was it
2: so actually what glenn is touching on is sir isaac newton that's the law of motion the law of energy so objects in motion stay in motion. Objects at rest stay in rest. There has to be some force or friction to either initiate movement or to stop movement. So without gravity, something in motion stays in motion. Bernita, done speaking.
1: Okay, thank you, Bernita. Appreciate that very much. I don't, I don't, I appreciate that, Sir Isaac Newton. It's awesome. All right, so let's go ahead. And so I'm gonna just going to challenge you as we're wrapping up just this real quick talk part of it. And then I want to open up for discussion and and go deeper with, OK, so how do you get your short form video to the next level? And I've got a bunch of ingredients that I can touch on um, to share with you some more ingredients, because, again, you're just gathering ingredients. The biggest ingredient, number one ingredient for short form video and all social media is getting extremely narrow focused. Now if you listen to gary Vaynerchuk or some of the top social media people in the world they say the number one strategy in their mind is to spread your content and and recirculate it and i've actually created systems and processes and teams of doing that finally we have that ability to do that for, for my wife and i and it's an extremely smart idea unless and this is i'm, I'm going to be one of the hopefully one of the few people that tell you this unless you're running a company and a family and you value sleep and you don't have it can it, it's just too much for you to think about maybe you're a little ADD. the best thing i will tell you that helped me grow social media specifically is i said i'm going to go all in on the number one platform that can give me the biggest bang for my time for the energy uh, i'm going to take the risk because it is a risk when you're going after a new platform like TikTok a year and a half ago I'm going to take that risk because it can yield the least amount of time I have to spend with the most amount of follows, views, likes, and getting people to know, like, and trust me. So I would recommend for some of you, if you're having a hard time finding out your micro niche or your avatar or all those fancy things that, that are really important to do over time, I would say go all in on one platform or maybe two. If you're doing video, definitely you can share that video on TikTok and, of course, Reels but keep your focus as tight as you can. I'm actually I'm actually considering maybe one day, and I'm not saying this is the title, but writing a book, and this is completely opposite of my personality, that talks about going slow and small. <laughs> Some of you that are big thinkers like me, you're like, what the, f-? no, I wanna go big, right? The, but the, one of the fastest ways to go big though, is creating that snowball Effect of going just starting us that one little snowball and putting so much energy into let's say TikTok, and then when you're like, give it a week, give it two weeks, maybe a month for some of you, you're just all in because I'm telling you, I've learned this after being in business for over thirty years. If you put too much to your brain share, like even though it's a really smart idea to put to do a TikTok, and then to do, do a Reel, and then do a YouTube Short, and then you might as well throw it up on Facebook Stories. It's such a Good logical idea. It, it's so good on paper. It's so good logically. It makes so much sense to spread more content around. Not if you can't put all your energy on what's really popping with that one video, and you put more of that brain share on just making that video a little bit
3: more.
4: Oh no! I was waiting on
3: baby. Yeah, I lost you.
5: is just called a pregnant pause oh no i think that's his strategy We
2: gotta go out come back in
6: what's that (laughs) oh there we go tom we lost see he's faking it no i wasn't i actually wasn't
1: did i go under the vortex
3: yeah yeah we missed you literally at the pivotal point of you telling us the cliffhanger of what it was
1: oh you're gonna have to wait on that one because i already forgot what it was No, that's how EDA. I I don't remember what it was, but here's what I want to do, and we can we can come back around full circle. But since I am back, and I'm sorry about that, maybe I want to bring it up to Sue or Eric. Eric, are you there? Is Eric here? Eric, can you um Eric or Sue? And then we're going to open up for some Q and A. What what are you thinking about right now? What's really working on short form video and TikTok? For some of us that really want to get this thing going, what would be one thing that you're seeing out there in the marketplace or anything you want to talk about, Eric? Eric's one of the top creators in the entire world for what we do. He is incredible at collaborating, and he's been able to connect with some of the top you know, TikTokers and short-form video experts in the world. He's got a real heartbeat on what's really working out there, and one day we're going to meet Eric. So, Eric, share with us real quick what's, what, what you really seeing in the heartbeat of TikTok or short-form video, brother.
5: Thanks, Tom. Hey, uh, Eric Cartel. Um, I uh, I was actually thinking of something else while you were talking, Tom. I love, I mean, obviously I love this this topic. I think what you were talking about, about looking at what is Kevin Hart doing. And I mean, obviously you're not gonna have the same success, somebody's not gonna have the same success out the gate as Kevin Hart. But I think it's a great thought of looking and seeing what he's doing. Because people see Kevin Hart and they recognize him and then they're gonna, they're gonna like it and share it. I mean, he's a he's an international celebrity but just looking at the looking at the nonchalance of what it is or just the naturalness of what he's doing and and that is certainly something that is working on TikTok and that that I think will always work on a platform like TikTok but when you were talking Tom I was just thinking about because you had said earlier about how we're gonna look back on 2020, 2021, even 2019, 2020, 2021, and think, oh, do you remember the beginnings of TikTok? Because I believe that as well. I think there was a little period where TikTok, when it was musically and then it became TikTok, maybe was not going to survive, but it is here and it's here to stay. And it just reminded me of something we talked about last week about the history of YouTube and how I mean, YouTube has not been around for a, a long time, so to speak. It was founded; it started in 2005, um, and started started under the name TuneIn Hookup. That was the original name of YouTube. Was TuneIn Hookup to basically have an online dating service? Um, and then, just as a side note, interestingly, one of the reasons why it came to be what it came to be was that uh, infamous Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson. Super Bowl halftime event, where if you remember, Justin Timberlake, quote unquote, accidentally ripped off a piece of Janet Jackson's uh, breakaway breakaway dress or a costume during the Super Bowl, and they realized there's nowhere to find it. We You can't go and find a replay of that. And so that helped them sort of transition into what we now know as YouTube, where anybody can upload a video. And the very first video uploaded is just one of the founders, Jaweed talking it's a 15 second video of him in front of elephants at a zoo talking about how elephants have a long trunk and it has i don't know like 9 million likes and 180 million views or something like that but it is just a simple little video but the point being those who leaned into youtube back then and saw the vision of what it could be have over the number of years we talk about the ogs of youtube have reaped enormous rewards they weren't reaping rewards right at first and it was it was a grind and people when we talk about youtubers and youtube it's a grind when people are on youtube because it takes a while to get it going but the people who were early adopters and kept grinding it out reaped enormous rewards and i think it's going to be the same I think it's gonna be the same here. We've already seen it with people on TikTok and the time window I think is even more condensed than it was 15 years ago. But uh, but I so agree, Tom, with what you're saying about how we're gonna look back and think, why, why didn't I post more? Because I certainly look back. I was meeting with a bunch of friends back then. We were talking about doing ridiculous comedy series and posting it to this YouTube that was up there. but. But we just never really got around to do it, and partly because there wasn't monetization, and so there wasn't that sort of carrot that was being dangled in front of you. And now I I eviscerate myself because we never did that. Um, but now we know that there is something else that's here and things that we can lean into, and so don't make the mistake of looking back and wanting to beat yourself up by getting involved in in something like youtube just start putting stuff out there so to your original question about what's working really almost anything is working as long as you have fun with it and you are enjoying what you're putting up there and sometimes you don't try to do too much with it then almost anything is working i feel like does that make sense yeah (laughs) it's awesome thank you eric
1: you're the man brother i I, i'm gonna i want to touch on what eric said because i i feel like youtube has been my jam but i dropped the ball as well but i i i'm gonna give you a hack right now i'm gonna give everybody my favorite hack that worked for us initially with TikTok, and i think it's literally the fastest way to shortcut and i'm I'm gonna go jump over to youtube really quickly because it's the strategy that i'm going to use that That because there's been a lot of people that have done 700 shows on YouTube. So, how can you starting at show number one on TikTok, or same thing works for we're gonna do the same exact thing on TikTok, same exact thing on Instagram Reels? I'm looking for people that have the exact connection that I want to connect with them as a human being, and they're doing the thing in life that I want to do as an example. And again, I want you to think about your thing. Eric talked about having fun and then showing it. My thing is I want to play like it's recess time for those of you that are old enough to know what the word recess was I think they call it something different now maybe but recess or gym time back in like elementary and junior high I, I freaking loved my favorite thing to do was Saturday morning and just playing and having fun well, I'm almost 50 I feel like I'm 20 <laughs> and I, I do adventures like I'm 20 I do jiu-jitsu and all this crazy stuff I do mountain bike races and all this fun weird stuff my friend calls me adventure Tom not TikTok Tom so what I want to do is I am literally sending emails and text and DMs to every adventure couple or person. And I'm gonna try to convince my wife to go around the world with me and like travel on a bike race across Iowa this summer. There's this like crazy bike race. There's another bike race across Costa Rica from coast to coast in Costa Rica. So there's all these wild adventures and different fun things like going up in hotter balloons in Africa and safaris and all these. But I'm not gonna just do it. I'm actually finding other TikTok and YouTube creators and I will say hey do you want to co-collaborate and if they have way bigger accounts than me in some situations I might bless them financially be like hey can I do a TikTok with you you know I'll I'm going to work the angle of collaboration first you know but but if I have to flow a little bit of money and I'm not saying you can do that initially so maybe you need to start with smaller creators to collaborate with but find creators that already have a little bit of a foothold, already have a leverage, already have the audience that you want, and then find a way to bless them some way, somehow. And so we're gonna be in their TikToks or in their YouTube videos. So when we travel to Mallorca, Spain, we wanna go on a a sailboat around, you know, maybe that's only for a day. I don't wanna like tie something up for like a month or anything weird, but just do different things. There's a person that does some dirt biking you know uh, so we're going to do we're going to do different things like that i just got to convince my wife to do some of these with me <laughs> so what what is something really fun that you want to do i mean you can literally create your own picasso your own painting your own life and you can literally go on an adventure you don't have to necessarily grind out content that you don't love every single day anybody else want to touch on that i see kelsey's here as well hi kelsey anybody else want to touch on that
3: the only thing i'll say tom is if you can't convince your wife to do it i'm happy to stand
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah yes yes. i'll go i'll go tom i'll
3: go i'll jump in (laughs)
2: ranita
1: that's so funny i think it could be dudes for sure but no we're actually funny enough we these experiences that we're doing the next step is we are going to be doing it in a group like we're going to be getting some big airbnbs like costa rica we're doing it in the next couple months where we're definitely going to be inviting a bunch of people down there especially uh people that want to curate content together or collaborate together in different fun locations. So, yay. Vernie, did you have something to share real quick?
2: Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll hop in. I think I think Eric was also trying to chime in. Uh, but I love this, time. One thing that just came to mind, well, one, I got to give a shout out to my high school physics teacher, my AP physics teacher, <laughs> for, re- for me remembering Sir Isaac New- Newton. But secondly, uh, sabbaticals. I did talking about adventures. Right before the pandemic, I did a three-month sabbatical in Australia, uh, primarily volunteering on organic farms. And I think in that time period, that was probably the greatest ease in creating content for my particularly short-form videos on Instagram and my stories, because it was just, it was non adventure. And it was nonstop joy and it was nonstop discovery of like new things that I had never been exposed to before. Like literally, you know, uh, being on a macadamia nut farm while kangaroos and wallabies were bouncing, you know, beside me and driving tractors and feeding horses and growing my own food. And I ended up having so much content that I really was able to kind of store up and let things roll out over time. So one of the things I think is really cool with adventures, there's so much happening in real time. You'll collect so much data that you can actually roll it out. And I think so much so that I was actually back in New York and I still have content even now that I can use for, you know, throwback Thursday, flashback Friday, or just down the road in the future. If something is related to me, you know, hugging koala bears, I got some I got some content for you, Tom. So that's what I thought to add for done speaking. I love it.
1: you know what's funny about that is i literally just got back from costa rica on that solo trip i was telling you about i didn't do it this trip like i thought but that's actually a series because everything uh, we can talk about this maybe later i talk about this a lot but i'm creating like netflix series so i don't get boxed into just doing my content on airbnbs or i don't want to just so a series that i'm creating is permaculture and organic farming because we're building a monster sustainable property down there in costa rica a big we're building a community that's Got a mountain, got a pasture land, and even fishing on the ocean. So we're we're looking for the ultimate property in Costa Rica for this. So, so yeah, we're going around to different farms, and we're making content around that, too. So I would be your ideal client that would lead, love to see you light that on fire. But before I keep going, my wife my wife no, wants no, to share.
2: No, no, no. oh, to be clear about okay. something. Okay,
1: okay. Hang on, hang on. Here we go.
2: <laughs> All right, y'all. We have to be clear on something. Okay. He doesn't have to convince me to travel the world. Okay. What do you... What he says, you have to convince me it's about doing it on a bike okay. with a backpack.
1: Doing it on a bike seat. And sleeping in with, a, tent. With a tent. You don't want to carry a if tent. If I'm
3: going to travel the world, I'm going to stay in the most beautiful places. You want to stay? Resort. Bikepack. Be
1: okay. Yeah, so I got to clarify that.
3: I love
2: yeah.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> so She will travel different. the world. She just might not do it in the extreme mud, backpacking and camping in the middle of the woods with me.
2: Let's go,
6: Kim. <laughs> clear all the page yeah, in there, answer. Kim. That was yeah, necessary. she's she's pretty
1: adventurous with me, except for biking across the country. Awesome. Okay, who else? I want to hear from someone new who has never come up on stage. If you've never spoken on stage, I want to hear your dream. Like, if you can freaking do anything today, or maybe it might take you a month or two or three or a year to. to what would you want to light your life on fire? and flip the camera on and let it rip. Uh, can could, uh, uh, could someone come up on stage and you know, we have to turn that on or something?
3: Yeah, I, I just turned it on. You're the best,
1: can moderators Kelsey, my friend, can you can you bring some people up and flash your mics if you've never spoken on stage, if you're here and you would like to share with us a question or how? What would you like to do if you could do anything in the world? You knew it would be such fun and it would work, and you'd help you with build your social media. But more importantly, you'd have fun doing it. What would it be if you could share it like less than thirty seconds or a minute or so? Who wants to flash their mics? Or does no one have? You
7: qualified like, it with having spoken on stage. That's the only reason I have. Oh,
1: go <laughs> ahead. do no, you go ahead? How do you say hey, your first name?
7: It's Naida. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, I. I would have it's like a dream, right? So I'm gonna reach reach really far here, but to travel the world and eat gourmet dishes and film and get reaction, because I have friends who cook, prepare food, and enjoy watching me eat. It sounds weird, but it's a thing in my friend group. Okay, I'm done speaking.
1: No, 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 no. That is not a thing in your friend group. That is a wildly viral piece of content and a series. And no joke, we're that's part of a series that we're doing too. So I think you should light that thing on fire and please DM me because I would love to see it. <laughs> Good, Thank you for thank sharing you. that. Where would you go? Like, what would be one of the first places you would go that would be really fun?
7: So, uh, well, we're Liberian. My family is Liberian and our, our dishes are really rich. Um, and what I'm finding is that dishes in South Carolina, Gullah Geechee Islands, and other places that are historically connected, but may not not be connected directly to in today's time have similar ingredients and thereby get similar reactions because the food's really good. Um, I think a perfect example is in New Orleans, they have a um, gumbo herbs, which is like a cassava leaf or greens and rice in Liberian dishes. But they have something like Lu in Jamaica, and I haven't had it yet, but when I hear people describe it, it's the same thing. And I'm like, I wonder if it tastes the same. So I just, yeah, Jamaica, New Orleans, I haven't spent time there. I'd like to go, obviously, back to West Africa and kind of taste the foods there. There's also the spice thing. Um, historically, where we're from is called the Pepper Coast, and I never knew that. I've been learning that. So it's me just learning a bunch of new things, discovering who I am, and enjoying the food while
4: I do it.
1: <laughs> I, I truly, truly, genuinely love that. I truly want to follow you. And I think that's amazing. I just got—I went to Costa Rica two and a half weeks ago with my family, and literally, I was craving the food so much. I lost so much, like bloating in my belly, and it trained my brain to know that there's other foods around the world that are that they make the food literally down the street. The bread, the cheeses, the food—it's not processed, it's not over commercialized, it's not with bad crop rotations like here in America. So to be really transparent, I'm—I eat pretty good food here in the united states that are you know from farmers markets but man it's different in america i'm almost it's not it's not as fun eating the same old food that I, right so i definitely need to diversify it so that's that's a great great channel i love it all right who else who wants to share whether you've spoken on stage or not who's got a big dream we'd love to hear it or a question from sue or kelsey or vernita or eric well tom i did have a question before
7: you asked your question
4: yeah and my before. question
7: was about the the niche because i'm hearing that a lot lately is that finding your niche on places like tiktok are is that's where the gold is my concern though is that if you start going down one niche but you're multifaceted and you want to expose or share other parts of your life could you trap yourself in a niche or is it open for you thank you oh, on am
1: gotcha i'd love to jump on that one really fast and then, and then get because i have a strong opinion on that one I, that's what held me up for 10 years uh, is trying to figure out what my micro niche is and then i got into a micro niche specifically on, on a specific style of coaching and building teams on youtube if you go on my youtube channel my old content and i to be honest i was dying inside i hated it i hated waking up every day, day and having to batch my content and force myself to create a schedule and force myself to do the content and even though i was extreme i justified because i was extremely good at it it's what i made a you know built my companies around but I didn't want to do it for the rest of my life. So that's when I just said, I don't care what everybody else says about micro niche. Although to be really fair, it is the fastest way to grow. It is smart if you know your micro niche and you don't say what you just said, which is, but I have multifaceted. So that right there, again, you might want to hire, You know, I, the, what the branding coaches say is, is so true, that a micro niche will help you get your ideal client. It'll help you speak directly to the audience. But with that said, it's boring for me and I don't want to do social media that way. So for me, I have to be a little bit more multifaceted and I've learned, especially on TikTok, you can create multi niches within things that you love like sports, athlete, cooking, traveling, luxury brand we're building. So we're building multiple open loops, open series with different actors, different, and what I mean by actors is my family and friends and people that we're gonna be doing life with because I wanna wanna build our brand beyond us one day. So we're going to be building a cooking channel and all that kind of thing. So yeah, the cool thing, you can, you could do it both ways. Who else wants to share about that one?
6: I will. Hey, it's Sue Zimmerman. Um, I just, I just love this conversation because I think that I keep going back and forth and I love both because um, for many years I really had no niche. I mean, I was, I I did, I mean, in my mind I did, you know, I knew what I did, but I was not very specific in what I did, so it was always hard to explain. Like if somebody asked me what I did, trying to have that 15 second answer was really difficult. So when I got on TikTok and I did get really micro niched for the first time in many years, it actually, it allowed me, it allowed me to build a following much quicker, I think. But my choice and my preference is actually to have no niche. Like I would just rather just create when I'm inspired to create. And I think, uh, Naida, what you talked about, I just, I could see it in my mind, you know, when it, when you talked about um, just getting great, going, traveling around and eating this great, great food and your friends watching you and loving it. I think that if you see that happening already in your circle, that that, tells you that that's something that more people would want to see and would, would enjoy watching um so i don't know it's a tough one because i i truly if i had my choice i would have no niche um but i also i also think at this point since i've been very specific for about uh the last year and a half and i've, I've you know built a whole new following because i've been specific it's now giving me the opportunity to branch out because i don't you know i i wondered the same thing naida i don't i don't want to be you know kind of pigeonholed um but i always knew that i would be branching back out and going broader again and that's that's what i'm doing now so it's you know it's a it's a tough one it's a good conversation and i i like hearing all the different you know personal experiences with it too i'm um, sue and i'm done speaking
1: yeah so i think you crushed it if i if i was to look back at your account over the last few many months months or a year i would say that you nailed the sweet spot of someone that did a micro niche and if you would have done it differently i don't know if it would have worked as well for you so that's an 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 opposite example of that something that really works so kelsey do you have something to
5: share
3: yeah i'll jump in because uh, i totally agree with both sue and tom where this is a conversation that can go in multiple different areas and, um, you know, really depends on who it is that's creating the content. Uh, For me personally, I like when I'm, you know, talking about game plans and strategies with my clients, I will ask them like, okay, what is your moneymaker? Like who is the person that is going to not just purchase from you one time, but purchase multiple times and eventually become, you know, an ambassador for you that goes out around and tells everybody how great you are or what is that product or service that you have the biggest profit margin on? Where do you make the most money? Because at the end of the day, if you're looking at it in a business sense, um, you know, you want to try to bring in as much cash as possible so then you can go out into these other ventures. So what I like to do uh, with my clients is really hone in on what is gonna make them the most money or who is going to make them the most money, create content for that product and or that person, and then be able to kind of sprinkle other aspects of the business in. So let's say, um, you know, a company is focused mainly on coffee cups, right? Selling coffee cups. I'm going to do a lot around coffee cups, coffee, that whole thing. But then I might also sprinkle in, do you know, we have teapots. Do you know, we have saucers, like things like that, that will capture other Other pieces of an audience that I can eventually focus more on and go down that road and push more of that product and service once I get a main base going. But when I'm, you know, really looking at how to monetize on social media and the content I'm creating, I'm creating for a very, very specific purpose. Uh, Like I said, either a product or service that has the biggest profit margin, or the person who is going to be a continual customer and or eventually become a brand ambassador. I'm going to focus on those people. I'm going to make sure that that is my strongest bond and that I'm continually to speak to them. But then I'm also going to look for areas of opportunities and different verticals that I can go down that may open myself up to a new market, to a new demographic. And then I'll use, you know, the kind of advocacy that happens in that main group, kind of use that to reinforce when I go out into these other little, quote unquote, With sprinkles or smaller avenues that maybe aren't going to be as um, big as far as revenue and profit is concerned, but doesn't necessarily mean down the line that they won't be. I'm still attracting them and getting their attention. So that's kind of how I run the way that we do social media um, and our approach towards that. But like Tom and Sue said, I think it depends on the person, it depends on your goal, depends on really what your product or service is, where you're trying to go with it. And no way is necessarily the right way. There's no you know, absolute when it comes to this, it's really just work, what works for you and what works for your business. So this is Kelsey Stark and those are my 10 cents.
1: And that's why she crushes it. (laughs) So good. Thank you, Kelsey. Totally different, which is awesome though. Very good. Yeah. You know, here's a, here's a perspective. Kim and I, my wife and I are always talking about, do we want to teach our thing is how to create scalable wealth, but doing it while having a life. That's our niche. Scaling wealth, having a life is kind of like our broad niche. So do we want to teach on the microness of how we establish wealth and how we build our companies and how we do the leverage of that? Or for us, it's more showing it, attracting people on the lifestyle part of it. And then we can always teach them in our course or in our systems or in our masterminds later or have them partner with us in our, our athleisure business uh, where we can teach people women how to make money from home. They so we, we can backdoor, you know, so, so it's, it, you can win a lot of different ways. Awesome. Anybody else want to share their purpose in content of what they would love to do that maybe they're doing now, but maybe not full on yet or they are doing it full on? What what is it? Flash your mics if you want to share, if you could do anything with your content and have fun doing it, what would it be? Curious or any questions? Flash your mics if I could see anybody. Or we need to bring some more people up on stage. Come on up on stage, guys. Here's your chance. Yeah, I'm going to bring you up. OK, go for it. Linnell, how do you say your first name?
2: Hi, good morning.
7: Thank you so much for this content. I'm so appreciative of it. So my name is Linnell Burns, and I work in the network market. I have
4: a
3: business.
1: You're breaking up. I'm sorry. What I find I mean, if you're breaking up, you're breaking up. What I find if you're uh-huh. breaking up is sometimes stand still. Because sometimes when you move around your house or wherever you're at, it, it goes from cell service to cell service. That's what I find. Are you there still? Ah, uh, yeah, she's in the matrix, or is it just me? Is no, I in the matrix. I, no,
3: I can't hear either. She might just have to pop out. All
1: right, we might have to maybe maybe move her down and then bring her back up. Can someone do that or mute her? Because I see it's open.
3: Yeah, I got it. Uh, but I didn't know. All right. Who else was flashing?
1: Yay! Thanks, Kelsey. Julio, tell us what you got, brother. You have a question, or you want to tell us how you're gonna light the world on fire?
8: Hey, good morning. My name is Julio, and I'm so glad to be here with you guys in breakfast with Champion Ton. I just follow you, man. You're amazing. So thank you very much for all the tips that you have shared with us so far. And here's the question that I have, guys, I have been working with a team of, of people that they I have people that are performing at a high level, high performance, have mid performance and bottom performance. And I'm always giving the support to the bottom performance so they can become a mid performance or high performance. What would be the best tactic to have some, uh, the confidence of somebody boosted to a next level? So they can feel that they can do it. So they uh, move on from the imposter syndrome to the, to the uh, confidence level that they need to actually perform.
1: Mm, David or someone that's a high performance thinker. How do you take someone that's performing at a mid level or low level to more of a high performer to get rid of the imposter syndrome? Is that, was that the question
8: that yeah that is correct that's a
1: correct. awesome who's a high performer here there's so many high performers here who wants to tackle that one it's definitely a big mindset but how do you create an environment to help people to break free of that anybody want to touch on that or i will
6: <laughs> i'll
1: touch on it because that's my jam so The number one way that I will say is you, obviously, which it sounds like you are, you've got to lead that by example and create, and in in my opinion, this is what my wife and I do to help people rise from where they're at, because I came from being very low in life without going into my whole story to breaking through some massive imposter syndrome, massive uh, limiting beliefs of thinking that I'm stupid, massive limiting beliefs of thinking that I could never communicate on stage or speak or do what I'm doing now in business. And have the lowest GPA in high school. So the way that the way that you do that is you got to create an environment. You got to create an environment of, of 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 that high performance, and when you take someone that is not in that environment, where a client or someone that you want to raise up, once they get into that environment, that culture that you created or you create with other high performers, when you bring people into that environment, it becomes an incubation that will incubate, train, equip, love, kick in the ass, love, praise, recognize, fall. And it will it will create that incubation that over time, and unfortunately, to transform a human, you know, it takes some time because they're they're having to unravel. Unraveling, you know, it took a lifetime to establish programming of why they think they're not good enough or why they think they're not who they should be. So it took a lifetime, 20 years for some people, 40 years for some people, 50 years for some people. So you need to create that freaking amazing environment where you raise people up in that environment, that culture, whether it's a Facebook group, whether it's events, whether it's an events and Facebook group, whether it's a training course, it's just gotta be a continuous incubation. And it takes a lot of leadership fortitude and time and energy to create that environment. And when you put people in that environment, they're either gonna kick and scream and make excuses cry and run away or think that your system's dumb, because they're not willing to change, or because it's too hard, or it's you know, it's uncomfortable, it's exposing them, or they're gonna thrive and become champions and you're, you're gonna transform that person's life forever. So that's my take on that. Anybody else wanna touch on how do you help transform someone, help them be a high performer?
4: Um good morning. This is Monica in the turquoise circle. May I come may I comment?
1: Oh yeah, please. You look like a high performer <laughs> in your picture.
4: Thank you. I appreciate that. And I receive it with love. Uh, I would also add that very often when we are not performing at our best and when we have more to give, it could be because we are performing outside of our zone of genius. We are asked to do things or perhaps required to do things that are outside our zone of genius. And, And if we are in our zone of incompetence, it's a terrible, awful place to be. And it's hard to rise out of that because it's not our strength so maybe that would be another way to identify where people can excel how people can excel is to shift whatever it is they're performing in the arena so that it aligns with their zone of genius this is monica in the turquoise ring and i am quiet
1: boom that's awesome monica what what do you what do you what do you do just curious what do you do in the world and are you doing content around something that you're passionate about yet or soon to be
4: Yes, uh, I am. i'm am, I'm a health coach, and I'm also a business coach. And those things strangely do overlap <laughs> a lot because the way we show up in our life is the way we show up in our business. And so very often, my clients who come to me for help with their businesses morph into health coaching clients and vice versa. And it's really exciting uh, because, Helping people to step into what they're great at and where they shine and to really begin to put themselves and what they need at the top of their priority list unlocks opportunities and opens doors that were previously invisible to them. So thank you for asking.
1: I love that. And I I agree they can be hand in hand. In fact, I always tell certain people that wanna partner with me personally, that are my age or even in their 40s or younger, I'm like, gosh, if you don't get in shape, it's gonna be hard for me to coach you because you gotta keep up a little bit, right? You gotta get your energy up, your health up. You gotta start eating cleaner so you can have the energy because if you're gonna create wealth, man, you better enjoy that thing physically because, you know, not everybody has both.
4: Tom, I I appreciate that. And I would love to, before I'm quiet again, I would love to also say that um, it is my strong personal belief that taking charge of your own health and wellness and well-being. Is truly the gateway to personal and professional excellence. I think it all begins there.
1: I I agree. I'm with I'm with you. I'm on your page. Yeah, DM me with with your content. I'd love to see what you're doing. Please. Awesome. Who else? Who else wants to share a question? We got some amazing leaders up here on stage. Go ahead and flash your mics. I want to be looking down here for anybody else that popped on stage that want to share. I don't see it. Come on. All right. James, what you got? What you got, champ?
8: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, my name is James White Eagle. Um, I'm an actor. I'm a, a voice artist. I'm a writer. Um, I'm I'm been on this app for a few months now. I don't really have any questions. I never have any questions because I I listen so much that, that any question I have I ever have it gets answered. So I just want to say thank you guys so very very much for all the knowledge and advice you guys have, that I've received from you guys over the past few months. Um, I've made major changes to myself over the past couple of years and. The changes that I've made have got me led me to this app. Um, and it's life is truly amazing. I've got 21 months clean of from drugs all by myself, doing it by myself, no support, no one saying, good job. I'm, I'm still homeless. I live in my car. Um I I still do everything like I used to do, only I, I do it correctly. i I I share, I I try to teach people that are living the way I used to live to be better and I've, I've helped a few people they have their kids back they're clean to they have almost two years clean themselves, and uh, I just want to share that life is truly amazing if you guys just really just do something get up off your butts and and don't worry about yourself and worry about somebody else and what they're going through because you've already been through it most likely and if you haven't well I mean it, it's it's worth the chance. So I mean I just like I said I don't really have a lot to say but I'm just really excited right now to be on here and and speaking so just life is amazing guys thank you guys so much for all this advice and knowledge again it just you guys are amazing phenomenal people thank you so yeah, much James
1: thank you brother well I want to share real quickly and then Kwani's going to share you you, you are amazing you're just as amazing as any other human on this stage, which I know you know. And if not, I'm just going to share, double, double down on, on that. And also, you have a message that you need to get out in a big way. And, you know, you, you came out, you, I appreciate the, the, the praise for all, all the incredible leaders out here, but you've got something that, that I mean, there might be someone here that's struggling with um, alcohol or drugs right now. And what, what, what I would say is DM, I don't know if it's okay, James, is DM, you should create some kind of movement, some kind of environment, some kind of content piece immediately, if you're not already, like on a Facebook community of clean and sober cold turkey or fast way to, you know, whatever it may be. You know, I think that you can create a movement around that and also monetize it because, you know, you've overcame something and, you know, whether it's donations, whether it's something, but I think that's a great way to, to bless people. Kwani, what you got, brother? Kwanee, Kwanee. <laughs> you know
8: what?
2: What's up, everybody? What's up?
8: Hey, this is Quanee Burks, and um, you know, as I always say, yours truly. And Tom, um, I don't, I don't remember flashing my mic, but I, I did have something to say, and I wasn't gonna say it, but I was just gonna thank James, the, the White Eagle, for uh, for for getting up here and and speaking. And I hope you come here every day, and I hope you to I hope to con you to continue to come here every day, and I hope to hear. I don't, I don't hope I know, and I'm look forward to hearing your progression and the amazing things you're gonna accomplish. And I and I just want to tell you that I'm proud of you, and thank you for the journey that you embarked on and your your honesty, your vulnerability, because this is the place for that, and you are gonna do great things. It's only a matter of time. Keep coming back here. Appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Yeah, hey, your Tom,
6: voice is amazing. Tom, can I can I yeah. say something to James also? Please. I just I yeah, thanks. I I got a message from James as well, and I followed him. Um, and then I was I saw him flashing. I'm like, oh, right on. James is going to talk, and and then you started talking, James. And I just wanted to tell you that, um, I'm I'm sure that you've touched many of us today. So. Thank you for um, for unmuting and and speaking, even though you know you felt like you didn't really have uh, a, a question, but you clearly felt called to come and speak. And um, I want to congratulate you on on being sober, because I know um, you know I know how hard that is, and and you deserve to be congratulated. You've done an amazing thing, and something uh, brought you here today and got you speaking, and you know. <laughs> All, you have everything at in in your hand right now. You know you've got your phone and you can do, you can do amazing things by sharing your story. And I think this is just an awesome uh, beginning for you for doing that. So, like Kwani said, keep coming back. You're gonna, you know, you you uh, you've been here for months, and uh, it's like things are are really gonna kick off for you now. So thank you, Thanks, yes. James,
1: thank you Sue. James, curious question, buddy. What what is your Do you have a plan do you have a business do you have a job do you have a career what 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 is your next step do you have a do you have a next step of what you're looking to accomplish here on this app or in business or in life
8: uh (laughs) actually right now i I have a i haven't been working in about eight months i lost that about nine months actually now um the when i got clean and sober I, i was living under a bridge and i decided to I woke up and I just decided to not do that anymore. I just, I, I really truly really don't know what happened. I just woke up that morning and I just changed my mind about stuff. And I went and got a job and the guy gave me a chance. I lasted about I don't know eight months, nine months there. And that job uh, he died, uh, he passed away. And I haven't been able to find another job since. I have I have 19 felonies in my record. I I pay I owe almost $100,000 in child support, and I don't. I don't pay it because i don't see my children my daughter's adopted i haven't seen her in 10 years my son i haven't seen him in almost 10 years my two little boys live a thousand miles away and i believe in thomas jefferson's uh saying if law is unjust a man is not only right to disobey it but he's obligated to do so i did not get to see my children because of the mothers so i don't pay my child support so because of that choice i know that i understand that i i can't get a regular job because they will take my money Cause I I have done that and I I make eighty dollars a week when they take my money. So right now I have my own things going. I I tattoo on the side. I I make things. I I can do anything with my hands. Literally, I build. Um. I I make my own money on the side doing doing my own little ob, uh, my own little odd and jobs. So I I'm I've got things I've got things that uh, on is it uh I cannot remember the website, but it's a place. It's it's kind of like a let go, but it's not let go. It it was for free. So I, I post stuff on there and, and I ain't got nothing anything sold, but I'm I mean I'm I make moves and I get by and I have a little bit of money. So I'm just I'm just trying to right now just make my way to life. Awesome. We buddy. With you.
1: Well thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming on here and, and sharing with us brother. Uh, I I don't know about everybody else, but I'm sure we'll get some prayer warriors out for you and maybe something else. But we'll be praying for you, brother. Thank you for coming up. All right we've got about literally one minute um who's next just curious nate nate are you there buddy what are you doing you playing poker brother nate's playing poker <laughs> hey make sure you're following nate i don't think a lot of us would be here without nate and of course mr glenn Lundy, the the leader that helped kind of kick this amazing movement off of the breakfast of champions